I cannot wait to share this episode with you because what happens in most of my sessions, my coaching sessions, is people have an authentic human connection and it's an experience they don't have much. Remember, this podcast is called Safe. It's a safe place where vulnerability is celebrated and not manipulated. And during a podcast on the island of Kikaka, Belize, my guest, Stefan, had a real human experience. After the show, we began to talk and she said, I can't tell you how long it's been since I felt like I've been able to connect and just be authentic. So stay tuned for this profound podcast. This is good. And if you ever yet to have a human experience where it was okay to be flawed, okay to not be perfect, listen to this. There is a way that you can be yourself, serve others, and continue to be all that you are meant to be without losing who you are. This is Safe, a Tyson Speaks podcast. All right, y'all. We, oh, it's a lot of work. We, we was almost done, but we got to talking after this podcast. And <laughs> this is really good. All right. Say what you just said. Yes. Stephanie. I was saying that the things that you said, the different stories that you told, stirred up things with me. And, you know, there, there were moments where I felt like I would have cried. And maybe I'll cry later. Like, blessed healing tears. Mm-hmm. Because it's good to talk about the struggle of being human with another human because art be human. And when I say that, I mean, it's hard to, it's tough to feel all of the feelings that come with being human, especially yeah. living in this world, this capitalistic, extortionate, patriarchal world that makes you feel bad for having feelings. Like you're supposed to be happy and mm-hmm. like productive and productive from nine to five every day. and. Like, where is, there's, there's no actual room in mainstream society to feel. Because if you cry, like, as a man, as a black man, mm-hmm. right? Me, as a, as a woman, if we cry, like, what's wrong with you? Yes, You're sir. supposed to be strong. That's right. <laughs> and there's space to be strong, of course. Like, in an immediate situation, be strong. But this conversation feels like the space to be soft. And in this softness... I feel a lot stronger. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you know why? Because someone heard you. Yeah. We all fight to be heard. And what I found as a, just this barber who stands behind the chair, I have to intentionally listen to what people say. Man, they say so many great things. And they just want to be heard. I did a workshop and I called the lady up. And I said, for example, I'm going to show you why I do what I do. And we did role play. I'm a barber, you're a client. She sat in the chair and I acted like I was giving a haircut. So I went through the preliminary. How you doing? How's your day going? What's going on? How those kids? Blah, blah, blah. And when I asked how you doing, she said, I'm doing okay. And I went on with the, the scenario. Then I paused. I said, hey, can I be candid? Can I be truthful? And we unpack. She's like, yeah. I said, you're really not doing well at all. He said, no. Mm. The audience was shocked. How did you know she wasn't doing well? Because I heard it in her, I'm doing okay. I didn't see her gestures, her her face. Mm. Yeah, you have to really intentionally hear people. Mm. Some people are so guarded that they don't reveal much. But most of us do. And we do it in moments where we get caught off guard. 
see where we're open, we're in the public. And then when you watch the video of me asking her, her face said it all. But no one in the audience saw it. If you'd have saw, if I'd have saw her face immediately, I knew she wasn't doing it. Mm. She said, I'm doing all right. She wasn't, not even a little bit. And years later, I told her about it. Come to find out she had cancer, some stuff happened, it was right before that. But you never know people's story if you don't take the time to ask. But if you're so scared of telling your story, it's intimidating listening to other people's story because you feel like you gotta tell you. No one wants to be vulnerable. So having a human experience is important. We have to learn to manage that in our personal lives with the people that we're close to because it can be annoying because they always have a problem or the same issue. We're trying to live because we don't do it intentionally enough their story becomes overwhelming because we feel like we got to fix it. At least that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Some people don't care. Some people close up. But for years, I felt like I owed everybody. Solution? Yeah. Yeah. And we had to fix it today. But that's not how it worked. A solution could be nice, but more times than not, just being heard, being reflected, being and I, seen. And I still work on that. Yeah. Like it's still... Well, we're condi it's conditioning. It right? really if you've is. been living 50-something years, it's, it's going to take a minute to undo yes. the layers. Yes. Yeah. But I always say that we're perfectly human, yet humanly flawed. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's okay to be not okay. Mm -hmm. And we need a safe place to just be not okay, where we're not going to be taken advantage of. That's why vulnerability here is celebrated and not manipulated. And that has happened over the years. When you show weakness, like... Blood and water, shark. And that's how we've lived for years in our culture. Yeah. And I want to thank you for sharing that. Because in our my coaching sessions, we create a space where people feel okay to not be okay. And that's all right. Yeah. And I used to be the person to try to push you forward. Now with my um, my family, it's a little harder for me because I'm not their coach. Oftentimes, you just got to let it happen and be quiet because you can't really help a person who's not intentional. Just like you said, you can't help a, a student Who that doesn't want to really, learn. Yes, yeah. you, you can't force feed. I mean, they're not my geese and I'm not going to shove that down. And, oh, man, that's a horrible thing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you have to be really careful and uh, intentional and available for those you're really close to. Yeah. That's tough to navigate. It is. But you know, as much as I foster or try to, it's my prayer to foster this vulnerability and healing in music. In my other life as a teacher, as you shared the story about being a barber, um, in my job as a teacher, oftentimes it's like counseling. It is. In, yeah. in the very beginning where so many, I teach mostly Korean students, they're in Korea, and they choose to have an English name. So they'll say, hi, I'm Henry. Yeah. Um, or, or my name is Jisoo, but call me Henry. Mm -hmm. And then because I'm a traveler, I'll try to pronounce their name like, OK, wait, no. So Jisoo, am I pronouncing that right? And very often there is like an emotional response of you're actually trying to pronounce my name. Wow. Like, Whoa. One woman actually started like crying and I was wow. like, you know, it's OK. It's like, let me try. And and, and that leads the lesson into a whole other conversation because they feel heard yes or often because they work with tutors who don't try they don't want to 
try to pronounce their name. And sometimes the name is tough. And then I, I will say, ooh, that's a little tough, but let me practice. And even with the let me practice, they'll be like, whoa, you're, wi you're willing to try? Wow. Yeah. You know, so you see the power of, oh man, now you're gonna have me crying. Because Let's cry. Just, Let's cry together. Just getting their name right. And we're not talking about stupid, needy people or thirsty or a, a person that just have lost. Just getting their name right. But that's the foundation of enough. everything. It is. Like, what are your you name. calling me? Yes. And you wanted to speak my name correctly. That's powerful. And see, that's why I say no matter what you do, if it is to add value to people, it's Absolutely. worth something. You're not only, just a barber. Only people, not just nothing. Not just a teacher. Not just a teacher. Yeah. No. You are a human. Yeah. And you have access to people. You know, we improve when we have people. No one gets better alone. People feel lonely with a lot of people. And those are inward hurts and pain. And then there are people who don't have anyone and finds a way to not feel or be alone or lonely because they have something that's greater than how they're feeling. And it's the call. It is, it is infinite intelligence, it's God, it's, it's the source that is pulling you to be something more. And if you feel that right now, do listening it. to this. Do yes. it, do the dang thing. Do it, okay. like, like it's in you and it starts with a relationship. I don't care if it's helping an old lady across the street with her groceries. Or if you see a neighbor who struggles to come and get their mail, go ask them, can I get your mail for you? Or if you see someone who likes Starbucks, buy them a Starbucks. Oh, I like Starbucks. If you see one, someone who's just wanting a smile, because a smile goes a long way. Or a compliment, like, or a compliment, nice dress. Anything. Yeah. Because people are waiting to be heard be seen. Yes. And that don't mean you have to be their Dr. Field and you have to be there and solve all their problems, right? But what it means is just to have a moment of availability. But we lack the courage oftentimes to do that because yeah. we don't want to share our story. And you can do it and still be professional. It's not unprofessional to do this. That's right. You know, because if you're working with people, you're working with humans who have stuff. We that's right. we this should be built into the corporate structure. But it's not, you know, and, and that's the thing with corporate because yeah. they're about numbers. But when I help teachers, because they have, they get um, graded and graded and helps their performance. If the students don't get to a certain point, certain level, their reading scores, test scores don't improve, it, 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 it affects their, um, their progress, right? right? I tell them that you're better off spending the first quarter getting to know them. Absolutely. Once you build trust, especially in uh, at-risk schools, when they trust you, they will run through a wall for you. Because in certain groups, like in poverty, right, their greatest asset are people. Because they don't have stuff. They don't have money. They, they need people. That's why a lot of them pull and hold. If you get rich, you owe me. If you make it, we make it. Mm -hmm. um, because that's all we have. Middle class people is stuff. We want things. Super wealthy people, they have stuff and things. They need connection. Because they're trying to maintain wealth. When you get trust from people, they listen. And one of the things I did with my kids is told them to tell me three things that daddy does. Two of them you can change. And when I started doing that regularly. How now, old were they when you did this? Uh, my son was, when I started this, he was 15. Okay. 
And my other baby girl was like 14 or 13, okay. and the other one was like 10, 11, about 10. And I would ask them, and they, they all said the same thing. They had to have a separate piece of paper and write it. They all said the exact same thing. Which This was... is what you do. You come home, you watch TV. Uh-huh. Or, or no, no. They said, you come home, you eat, you sleep. And uh, what they say? Oh, get on us. Get on us about cleaning up. Okay. So you sleep, eat, and you talk about cleaning up. Well, which ones you want me to take away? Take away. Two. Don't talk about cleaning up and um, don't go to sleep. So do something with us and uh, maybe watch a show with us or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the point was that over time, when I listened to them a lot, when it was time for them to listen to me, they was able to because we yeah. build trust. Yeah. And then if they were still struggling, I said, you remember that time you asked me to knock on the door? A different way because you didn't like the way I knocked on the door. Did I do it? Yeah. Well, who pays the bills? You do. Who feeds you? You do. And I was able to submit to you, my daughter, and knock on the door differently. She said she wanted me to do this. I said, well, how do I do it? She said, you go. I, I would hate that too. I have yeah. to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said it, it was intrusive. I'm, I'm on her side. <laughs> well, I stopped. But you did it right. Yes, and then still she still complained later. But the point is, is that if I can make an adjustment as your father, mm-hmm. you can't make this adjustment for daddy. Yeah. Home, they had contract. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, when people are heard, they do better. And when you call that person by name, someone you don't even know, and it brings tears to the eye. That's power. It's a human moment. And sometimes we got to get down there with it. You know, when you love people, right, you start to smell like, kind of like a shepherd. When you're a shepherd and you... Smell like your sheep. You smell like it, right? You got to get involved. You got to be able to be touched. You got to be tangible. People hurt. And I see it all the time. And I've always wanted to be a catalyst. Something that I love that um, word allows yes. others to win because of something that I was able to do, and that's why Tyson speaks. Can I ask you something? Uh-huh. I know we're <laughs> go ahead. we're like over time, but how do you help people in the way that you do, and not yourself be bogged down by what you hear? Okay. Um, in my next book, right now the title is "I Didn't Know It Was Okay to Be." Mm-hmm. And I have this chapter in our call, Who Has Your Heart? And we never give our heart away, we share it. Mm-hmm. Because if we give it away, last Christmas, you gave me my, I gave you my heart. Right. The very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears, I'll, I'll give, give it, it to, to someone special. special. Who sings that? Anyway. Uh, well, it's an old song, it's, it's been remade, song. right? Yeah. Well, why would you give your heart away? And then when someone takes it and give it away and then you're going to do it again, okay. we're supposed to share who we are. Mm-hmm. We never lose who we are. So oh. I learned not to serve at my expense. Okay. I have to take care of Tyson first. Yes. That He matters. Because the stronger I am, the better I can be for other people. There's Andres. another chapter in there called Loved. It's past tense. I'm loved with or without your permission. Hmm. I am love from a source that don't change. So that means I'm going to be loved. It's over with or without your love. Mm-hmm. And then I have another chapter called love first. Now I can love you on intentionally because I'm good. 
You know, I don't I don't have to worry about, you know, if I got enough to eat. Come eat. I got plenty. My cupboard's full. I'm just loved all up, right? Mm-hmm. So I can love first. So when I'm in a relationship, you're overflowing. I'm coming. I'm loving out of a surplus and not from, you know, deficiency. Deficiency. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And most people get in relationships, especially romantic relationships, from a deficient place. That's why at some point it don't last because neither one of them have enough love. They're not secure. They're not mature because they're pulling from each other. And neither one of them has what it takes. It's called premature dependency. Mm. It's like having a baby colt and you're trying to ride him. He won't make it. Yeah. All right. So um, who has your heart? Share your heart. Loved. You are loved. Love first. So when you go in a relationship, I'm not trying to get something from you. I'm coming to bring gifts. Right. Then I have a chapter in there called I wish I had loved first. Because when you don't love first, you compromise your character. Mm-hmm. You lose something. And that's what I ended up doing. Right. That's how you can give and never get depleted. Makes sense? Yes. And it worked. Mm-hmm. But before, when I was given out of a deficiency, oh man, it was a struggle. I, I couldn't breathe. Everybody was right. I was wrong. I couldn't do enough. Pleasing people is exhausting. Yeah, it is. Because you never do it. You're always a failure if your role or your job is to please people. And that's what I live. I was always a failure. Because I never could accomplish my goal. There's this great scripture that says, hope deferred makes the heart sad and weak. Mm-hmm. But when you get your desire, joy comes. Yeah. The proverb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we want to live. We want to live from a space that is infallible. Mm-hmm. You can't change. Whenever you depend on something that has the ability to change, and you're at risk. If it's your looks, you can fall tomorrow and bust your nose. If it's the way he feels, well, he may not feel the same way tomorrow. You know, if it's your money, you could lose it. Yep. If it's your title, it can be stripped. If it's your shoes, they go out of style. If it's your house, it could burn down. It could burn or down. flood out. If it's or your car, tornado. yeah, one day it won't work. One of my favorite cars in the world, you don't see it no more. Oh. You don't even see it. Yeah, one of the first cars I had was an Akron Tech. It's Royal Blue. Ooh. I haven't seen one in forever, but it was the greatest thing ever then. Now I'll be a piece of good. Now if I see one, it's like, that don't even look right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But the only thing that always looks good is the human heart. Even if it's a person that has a bad, stinky attitude, as long as they're breathing, there's hope. Mm. There's hope. Because that's the one thing we can't create is life. We can try to manipulate it. We can try to take one, but we cannot give it. It don't matter what we believe. We know we're not the source of our existence. Yeah. And we fight to preserve this thing that we have. And it's fearful losing it because we don't know anything outside of that. Whatever we know outside of that takes a level of faith. But what we have here, we try to hold. That's why no matter where you're from, the loss of a loved one hurts. Period. Because we're human. The human experience. And that's what we do here on this show. And that's what we do when our coach is to have a real human experience without being judged. Because that's who we are. Like, I'm not shocked at what anyone does. I'm not shocked because we're human. And we hurt. And out of our pain, we do terrible very things. terrible things. You know? But this is a safe space. You got to tell people about it, too. This is a good show. 
It is a good show. It really is good. I can finally admit. I'm gonna. And and, and, you know, I'm gonna listen back to this too. Oh, it's good. And yeah. you know, and like my name Tyson, right? It's crazy because Tyson. It, it, one of the meanings is firebrand. It means to speak up for a cause and do something about it. And I was scared to talk, and that's why it's called Tyson B. And it's for everybody to speak and share, even if it sounds bad. But the only thing that don't sound good is not hearing your voice, absent of your voice. We need to hear it. You know, if, you, if, if it's a question and it wasn't a smart one, it's okay. That's how you get the answer. That's how you become smart. Ask. I think if you breathe your story into the collective fire, that fire gets bigger and then it warms everybody. It does. And that's what you're doing here. Yes. And even, even the parts that we don't like. Mm-hmm. Because you'll look up and somebody else had the same experience. You mean I'm not exactly. alone? Especially the parts you don't like. Yes. Yeah. You mean you went through that too? Mm-hmm. When I told, I confessed everything I did to everybody. And they were like, oh yeah, I went through that. Oh, my wife did this and that. I was like, oh my God, you didn't tell me? If I hadn't known, my God, I wouldn't have felt so alone yep. and isolated. And that helped me to feel more human or part of it. More connected. More connected. Yes. And I thought about writing this book called Why in the Hell You Didn't Tell. That's the next book. Oh my God. Like, I wish you would have known. That's why I just tell my stuff. You should do a series in the podcast with that. That's shit, huh? Yeah. I got so much material. I got to get myself together. You're doing it. Like, it just. You're already doing it. Yes. Yeah. But that will be a bomb series. And those titles, right? They they work for me. Because that's the way I felt. I didn't know yes. I was stupid until my friend told me. Yes. I'm like, I did what? I didn't know I looked that bad. He said, yeah, man, it looked bad. Nobody, he said, nobody would tell you, Tyson. But I will because I know your heart. Mm-hmm. Man, if I didn't have that friend, then I'm telling where I'd be. Hey, this is Tyson. Thank you so much for tuning in today with SAFE. Remember, it's a podcast where we celebrate the power of being vulnerable and we honor every individual story. We extend our heartfelt gratitude to our remarkable guests for joining us today, sharing their incredible journey. If you found this episode engaging, I invite you to subscribe. And for more resources and content, go to TysonDThompson.com. Remember, your story matters. And in this safe space, I encourage you to keep speaking the truth in love. For it is love that makes this podcast a haven for growth and healing. Stay safe, stay strong, and keep embracing the power of your authentic voice.